Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, do you think we have an interest rate problem or a lack of inventory problem in the United States? We definitely have a lack of inventory problem. We have for some time, and there's no reason to believe that the world will start raining magic inventory on us anytime soon, <laughs> in spite of all of the prayers of many realtors, brokers, and buyers. I agree 100%. And if you want uh, proof that there's not actually an interest rate problem, well, with that said, thankfully, interest rates are falling. Yes. But if you want proof that it's actually a lack of inventory problem, is look at the fact that even with higher interest rates, the uh, average home in the United States still appreciated by, I think, what was it, 4 and sometimes 6 or 10% That's depending right. on your market. Mm-hmm. So here we are uh, coming, what, 2023 was the worst real estate market in certainly all of our professional lifetimes in the last 40 years. And uh, don't know if you all knew that, but congratulations. If you live through it, you get the t-shirt. If you're still listening to this podcast, <laughs> you have made it. I survived the worst real estate market in history, and I only have this stupid t-shirt to show for it. Well, hopefully you have more than that to hopefully. show for it. But listen, point being is, is we have an inventory problem. But what the statistics approve and should prove to you is there actually are far more homes for sale than what you're easily finding on the normal sort of easy button sources like the MLS. And so what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be training you on the different ways to use your MLS specifically to find homes for sale. And there's a lot of, a lot of this stuff sounds very wonky and nerdy and technical and analytical, and it is. But the fact is, is this, this is the type of information in a market like this that gives you an advantage. That's right. Now we have done dedicated podcasts showing you many, many different ways other than your MLS, both online and offline to find inventory, but we also know that in spite of our best efforts with all those podcasts and all those different sources, that the MLS still is your number one source. Of course, that's where you go uh, primarily. So here's the thing. Are you relying solely on that buyer drip you set up for your motivated and qualified clients? Has the drip run dry? It's time to get more creative, more aggressive, and more profitable with those MLS searches. So we're going to concentrate just using your MLS today. We've had, again, other podcasts using things other than your MLS. And remember, like every day, our notes for today's show with all Julie's details are down below. So if you're an iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or what have you, just open up the notes, hit more, hit details, whatever it is, and they're all down there waiting for you. And when you are there, you know what I'm going to say, longtime listeners. You've got to join Premier Coaching. You love this podcast. How do I know? Because this is and has been for a long time the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We have millions and millions, tens of millions of actually of downloads. And yeah, that tells me, it tells you that this podcast has a lot of value. And I love the fact, and Julie and I love the fact that you love it, but you won't believe the value you get when you join Premier Coaching, including free 30-day access to Premier Coaching for all of you guys listening right now. And all you've got to do is go to premiercoaching.com or scroll down and click the link to join Premier Coaching. And like I said, that does give you free 30-day access to Premier Coaching, which does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. So do not 
not delay. This is the information you need now. We will give you such things as your 90-day massive action plan, your real estate treasure map. A lot of the scripts we talk about on this podcast are waiting for you for free. So scroll down and click the link to join or just go to premiercoaching.com. All right. So before we drill down on some very specific strategies to better utilize your MLS searches, two quick facts. Fact number one, the longer you take to deliver what your buyers want, the less faith they're going to have in you. If you've ever been ghosted by clients that you've showed homes to, this may have been the reason. Are your buyers being more proactive than you are? Are they out door knocking for themselves, sending letters or cards themselves, going to new builds for sale by owners, open houses? Well, you better get in front of that. So fact number two, finding the right house for your buyers in today's market is a bit like a safari. You're looking for something that's scarce, but could be hiding in plain sight. You'll need more tools and more skills to have the successful hunt. So we're going to give you guys a little advanced secret. It's not part of Julie's notes, but it is a simple fact. A real buyer buys, a, a looker never buys, right? So if you find yourself showing lots and lots of homes to a, a buyer, they're probably not ever going to buy. And the fault lies with you, not the buyer, because you didn't pre-qualify them for their financial ability, for their, you know, all the things that we teach you to do when you're in coaching, but it's all part of the pre-qualifying script. So when you go through those questions, the whole point of the script is for you, for the buyer pre-qualification script is for you to actually, you know, discern what their level of motivation and interest and whether, frankly, they're financially capable and emotionally capable of buying a house. And also it's going to help them to understand their level of uh, seriousness, their level of intent. And so they might decide that, hey, guess what? I'm really not a home buyer in this market. Or you might decide, well, you know what? You might think you're a home buyer, but you're not working with me because we're not, you know, I don't think you're that motivated based on how you've answered my questions. The point is, is that the longer you, the more homes you show a buyer, the less likely they are to buy a house from you. And I want you to remember what I just said from you, because here's what happens. And anyone that's been in the business for more than a heartbeat knows what I'm saying is that you are going to discover buyers who are going to meet you at open houses or just wherever, and they're going to say, I've been uh, looking for a house for six months, 12 months, and I've seen 100 billion homes for sale. And you're going to follow one of our scripts, and you're going to find out, I don't want you poaching another agent's buyer, but you're going to find out exactly what they feel is going on. They're going to tell you that they are going to fire their agent. They've already fired their agent. Maybe they're somehow no longer attached to them. They haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. But really where the error happened was that that original agent did not actually help the buyer to focus in, drill down on what they were looking for in the area in which they were looking. And there's very, there's a, really, there's only a handful of really effective techniques and scripts and systems to really drill down with that buyer so they don't end up wasting a lot of your time. And I don't know how else to express it other than that. Just remember what I told you, listeners. If you've got buyers who you've been working with for a real long time and you've got so much invested at this point and you're, you're going to ride, ride that horse into the horizon, right off, right off the cliff, you might find yourself wasting so much time with buyers that really weren't motivated in the first place. You're not going to show them enough houses to then have them one day just wave the white flag and say, fine, damn it, I'll just buy that one. They, they might be house enthusiasts. They're just getting decorating ideas. Who knows, right? Well, I mean, I tell the story and it's true. I mean, you know, when you and I were, we started selling real estate, we sold over a hundred homes our first year, but that doesn't really represent the number of people that we actually came in contact with that we attempted to work with professionally. Sure. It was 500, 600. Many. Because we didn't know how to pre-qualify. Right. But we, we just, learning. we would put, exactly, we'd put all of our time and effort towards these buyers. And as you start to pick up, you know, as you sell more houses, 
then your brain says, oh, what are the commonalities? It's almost you subconscious. You learn the lessons, right? What are the, what are the commonalities? It's almost subconscious learning that's going on. I noticed that all the buyers that actually buy don't want to look at more than maybe maybe four to six houses. I've noticed all the buyers that actually buy uh, you know, show up for their appointments on time. The buyers that actually buy respond to me when I actually send them an email or a text. The buyers that actually buy have their loan stuff done so they're actually pre-approved. In other words, real buyers actually have a certain signals that they put out. You just have to know how to tune your frequency to learn what the real buyers and how they actually act like. Most of the buyers out there right now are not real buyers and they will happily waste your time. That's right. I, I'm glad that you drilled down on that. As you were talking, I had Rory's uh, old broker's voice in my head. He used to say, they call them buyers because they buy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he'd storm off early coaching, I suppose. All right. So uh, let's, yes, keep on setting up your buyer drips. You, we know you guys are going to do that anyway, but also make sure that you are actively and creatively mining your MLS using the five strategies, starting with number one, most important thing, Tim, you mentioned it, re-examine your buyer's wants and needs, use pre-qualifying scripts. What's a deal killer and what's a deal maker and why? If they're adamant about a specific neighborhood, why is that? Is it because they love the walking trail in the clubhouse? Well, there's probably 10 more neighborhoods in their geographic search that also have that profile. Expand their search to capture more options. This is a big mistake I see agents making. Well, why isn't your buyer in contract? Well, they're only looking on these three streets. Well, why do they love those three streets? Let's find something that meets those criteria that's maybe on a fourth street. Jules, tell the story when we were moving to Austin. Yes. Okay. So when we were moving to Austin, we had a, a fairly broad search. We knew Austin from going there a few times. And we said we wanted X, Y, and Z, right? Well, we were working with an agent there. And he was kind of getting close, but not really. But he was only searching in the areas that he was he most was comfortable. comfortable. And he was only searching in, you know, when he was putting the areas in the MLS, he was putting these particular areas. His and, stomping ground. Exactly. And what Julie did. I'll, I Another big mistake, by the way. Exactly. What Julie did is she got into the MLS. She didn't even have access because we weren't licensed in Texas. And then she, I'm sorry, she got into realtor.com. And then she just expanded the search out, you know, so he was probably using his house and doing a 25 mile radius yes. around his house. We curiously always ended up in Lakeway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so what Julie did. Which right. is a lovely area. Don't sure, get me sure. wrong. But. And so what she did is he, she pushed it out like 50 miles or something like that. And sure enough, right over the, essentially the virtual border of the circumference in which he had set his search parameters, right. Julie, Julie found the house that uh, we wanted to it buy. It was like we, exactly what we wanted. Exactly. And it was right there. There. All we literally had, bought it before looking at it. We I didn't even see it, right? All yeah. we had to do was, in, you know, is maybe an extra five minutes away from the actual edge in which he was searching, you know, literal five minutes, just right outside. It's like the, a 30-minute drive versus a 20-minute drive. Exactly. From and, hit from where he was centered. Well, so the point of it is, is that even if your buyers show up in your life and they're saying, we only want to live in this area, in this area, in this area. And you, the, the, you're going to find make, out why you're going to find out. And I'll tell you guys a technique, get a map, an actual map on paper. You can print it off. It's okay. <laughs> and then ask them questions. And this is all part of our buyer's uh, system and ask them like, where do you work? And then put a little star where they work. Where do you, you know, where do you go to church, synagogue or mosque? Where do you, you know, all the things, right? We love to go to this park. This is the place we love to shop. This is the doctor's office. This is the dentist's office. And what you're going to see is that most people, like you and everyone else, lives within usually no more than a 10-mile radius. Like all the things in their life is within a 10-mile radius. That's their habitat. 
Exactly. It's their bubble. Everyone lives in a bubble. Wherever you are in the world, you're living in a bubble. You can be in Paris, but you're living in a bubble. You can be in, you know, Murphy, North Carolina, and you're living in a bubble. Your bubble, if you're rural, is going to be more than 10 miles. It's going to be more like 30, but you get the point. And so what you then need to realize is that most people are never going to move outside of that bubble. That's the reason that they're saying, I want to live in this particular area, this particular area, because everything around them is very convenient. So you want to show them the stars and you want to say, so then again, these are all part of our virus system. So where are the places you go every day? Work and this and this, kids school. Okay. Then you're going to put another star by those areas. And then you're going to show them that there's actually communities that are neighborhoods that are right outside of where they had sort of self-imposed this circumference of search that maybe is just right outside, but still makes it so their drive is only, you know, 15 minutes versus 12 minutes to school. Yeah. You guys get it? Geographically adjacent. So that's one of the yeah. questions. It's like, how long are you, how long does it take for you to drive to work now? 15 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes. Or if you're in LA, an hour, right? So how long are you hoping, um, are you okay with driving maybe uh, you know, 20 minutes opposed to 15, or are you wanting to like, what's important to you? So I know where to look. And then you've got to ask these questions to help them self-discover all the different possibilities that they have by simply expanding their MLS search area. This is all part of our buyer system. That's part of premier coaching. So spend more time drilling down, getting to know exactly what they're dreaming of. Why did they choose their current home? Assuming that they love it or used to love it before maybe they outgrew it. What caused them to choose that house? Probably that hasn't changed. Ask good questions, get the answers, and deliver. To Tim's point, look at the map. What is important to them? Even if they're relocating, they have a job somewhere. We probably want to live close to work. All right, number two, if your buyers can't or won't compete for scarce inventory, again, it depends on what they're looking for, you've got to change your strategy. Search for homes that have 30-plus days on the market, 60 or 90 days plus as well you're less likely to have to compete for those homes and the sellers are likely to be more motivated to make a deal. Maybe there's a builder spec home that doesn't have three offers on it, something that's back on the market or a for sale by owner that isn't getting showings. Change your strategy if your buyers can't or won't compete. Also, it's okay if it's time for them to wait. Or if you have a buyer that shows up and says that they want to bludgeon the seller yeah. so they can somehow get a price that's unrealistic, uh, you need to give yourself permission. You, there's more scripts, more, more questions you need to ask them to you know, find out why they're thinking that way. And sometimes it's because they're super payment sensitive, which means you need to help them understand different ways to you know, get their payment down. We talked about that a lot in Premier Coaching and obviously on this podcast. But the moral of the story is this, if you have somebody that's just going to want, I'm not going to buy something unless I can get 30% off, unless you're in a market that's going to give someone a discount like this, which by the way, you are not, no. you need to jettison that buyer because that's not a real buyer. That is a time waster. Or adjust their expectations. Maybe... So, you know, maybe their grandpa told them you ought to be able to negotiate at least 30% down. Maybe it's something that just they haven't thought of why they're saying that. Sometimes it's cultural. Sometimes they just don't have any reason. But more likely than not, they are wanting something that is more expensive than what they actually can afford. Right. And they read something on or watched some YouTube housing crash expert or they had, yeah. have their head full of, you know. I'll give you a perfect example of that. And this is a, a current headline. Prices are falling in 30 of the most active markets. Okay? So doesn't that make you want to lowball? Prices are falling. I read a headline that prices are falling. And in fact, it is true that about 38% of active listings will have a price reduction before they sell. 
but it's not by 30%. It's by like 5%. It's practically nothing. And it's because they started too high in the first place. So an uneducated or undereducated buyer client might think that that means it's time to lowball. Or an unprofessional buyer's agent might think that it's okay to lowball. That doesn't mean that that's reality. So how do you know the difference? You look at what their expectations are and what they're pre hopefully pre-approved for, and you look at, okay, you want this, this, and that. Well, the past 10 closings have all closed at 99% of list-to-sell price ratio. I'm glad you said that. That's where my because mind is going. that's a script, by the way. You, right, exactly. It's all part of our buyer system. But show them the statistics in the MLS of what the list-to-sell price ratio, the average days in the market. Assume that they're coming to most cases with a bunch of misinformation out there. Yeah. And then you'll say to them, so this house, the house is like what you're looking for and the condition, location, whatever. They're all going to be selling, it looks like, for about 98%. Or ninety eight percent of the of the you know the list, price, list price of the final list price and the average uh, you know selling price. Show them all the statistics from the MLS, almost like you're doing a CMA, mm -hmm. and then ask them if you are a seller and you had that access to that same information. Why you know why would you sell the house for less if you knew this your house was worth that? Well, I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking for a bargain. Well, if they stick to their guns on that, then it may be time to just break up or, you know, you're done. Okay. Yeah. But if they say, oh, I never thought about it that way. I wasn't aware of that. I thought I was supposed to negotiate. Well, then, you know, you're doing your job as a buyer's agent to educate that client who probably will buy. They just need to have more information. And if they're coming from a market, if you're in like a reload market and they might be coming from an area where maybe it is, you know, essentially homes are... Uh, selling at a larger discount than basically could nothing. Be. It could be. You don't know. You're going to have to find out. Um, but yeah, it's mostly comes down to misinformation or, you Ignorance. know. It's not their fault. Yeah. Well, there's the bottom line. You can't blame the, uh, the buyer for you not having done your job at the beginning of the relationship. That's the main thing. You want, before you start dating, you at least want to read their, you know, LinkedIn profile. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So point number three, look for new construction. Even if your buyers don't think that they'll like it, add one well-selected home at the end of a search for resale homes just to take their temperature. They may be surprised how much they like it. Considering it's all new, they get to choose some options and they won't have to deal with repairs. They probably won't have to compete. They probably will get a more better mortgage deal and a better payment. You have to at least look into it in terms of new construction for virtually every buyer. There's only a few markets where that's not possible. Well, yeah, but new construction, guys, new construction is going to own your market. No doubt. It's already 30% of sales. Why? Okay, because it's a new, even if it's a smaller home uh, and has, you know, a lot of these new construction homes, all the builders are doing is they're making them physically smaller and they're de-content. De Removing content, right? Right. Or options, you might yeah, say. Yeah, removing options. And now what they're going to start doing is making the lots smaller. And people are going to buy them. Why? Because the interest rates and the payments are going to be lower. People always shop payment. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether it's an expensive car, an expensive trip to Disney, wherever the heck it's called. Yeah. Right? You know, it doesn't matter. People are shopping payments. That's how they think. So new construction, if it's anywhere near your stomping grounds where you're selling real estate, trust us when we tell you, you've got to become an expert in new construction. We've done lots of podcasts about that. Lots of uh, obviously training in premier coaching. Well, that's right. Okay. So point number four, if you can't find something in the right school district, Find out if that district allows out-of-district families to pay tuition. This is becoming more and more prevalent and ranges from $1,000 per year on up, depending on what you're looking at. Call the district enrollment advisor and find out. Often the tuition can be made up by the fact that buying out of the district costs less and has lower property taxes. 
I knew a couple of kids. I don't know if you knew that. I knew a couple of kids um, at our high school that were, their parents lived like way out there and they were just paying tuition. Well, where my mind went was how many people, especially post COVID are doing homeschooling now or how many, or how many are doing private schooling or, you know, religious based schooling. I mean, there's a lot of options, you know, if the kids are young and they don't have any like attachments to the school or the other kids in their, Mm -hmm. their class, then, you know, you might want to explore, help your buyers to open their minds to something other than the way they grew up. I mean, Zoe goes to a private school, but Julie and I both went to public schools, you know? Totally different than what our experience is. It's completely different. What isn't the same? I mean, what is the same rather compared to even like 10 or 15 years ago? So your buyers might be stuck in a quagmire of outdated thinking and you're going to have to help them, you know, give them some options. Let them think, you know... Julie, I had someone that was exactly, you saying the exact same thing. They wanted to go to the, you know, Worthington school system, Worthington school district. That's just where they were dug in. That's where they maybe had gone to school. That's what, you know, that was it. No, do not show me a single thing outside of where, well, then what I did is I showed them uh, some statistics. I went to, there's various websites that compare school systems to school Mm -hmm. systems. And, you know, it's all the way to the number of students to teacher ratio, the age of the actual schools, test scores, test scores, the whole thing. And they were right. Yeah. You know, uh, Julie, when, you know, 20 years ago, Worthington school systems were way better than the, the adjacent school systems. But I want to show you something. Now, this really surprised me. And then show them what the other school systems are actually doing and then let them make their own decision. Let them also then consider the you guys get the idea. You're going to have to help educate a lot of these guys if you're finding them uh, essentially without available inventory. The inventory is there. The homes are there. You're just going to have to do more work to help them uh, find the homes. You have to be a lot more creative, basically. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Speaking of which, number five, look at your own past client and sphere of influence list as if it's your private MLS. Who do you already know who owns a home that meets the criteria of your buyers? Does that homeowner know what the current value of their home is? If they did, what would that do to their plans? Who in your database just got relocated, divorced, needs to upsize or downsize? Who just had a third kid and needs to buy a four-bedroom home? Be the matchmaker. I see so many deals from our coaching clients where they literally are the only reason that their clients are in contract. Well, your bonus point six, which you're about to read, that goes, it's hand in hand with really point five. Because the reality of it is, is if you're looking for a great excuse to call people, right? And you're a little bit queasy about that. If you've got a buyer that's looking in in a particular area and the buyer's hot to trot, you know, pre-approved, ready to go because you followed our system. This is an actual home buyer. Mm -hmm. You will be shocked how, I think, uh, you know, really surprised and happy. A lot of the people that don't even have their homes for sale are to hear that there's still strong desire in their neighborhood. And then you can also then start a conversation. Well, I mean, have you considered selling sometime in the next 12 months or less? And you'll be really surprised how frequently they say, well, we are thinking about it. Well, we've got a house under construction. We're, we're going to move to Florida. Exactly. Well, maybe we could advance your plans and move that, you know, and then you don't know, you're going to put a deal together or at the very least, you've got a great listing lead. And you know what's the best about that? I love this from our coaching clients. When you put deals like that together, your buyer is not competing. It's great, okay? You're in control of the entire transaction. And most of the time, you're creating a listing for yourself and the next transaction. At the very least, a referral fee if they're moving out of state. Exactly. I mean, you're in complete control. It's one of the number one things agents complain about is they feel out of control all the time. I'm going to actually add a bonus point to that. Sure. Go to the new construction home reps 
and we, we coach you guys how to, what to say and how to say it, but here's a, just a quick overview. Ask them of the houses that they're building for their new build clients. How many of those new build clients have homes to sell? Mm-hmm. That might be obviously an access free or an, an avenue to get listing leads, but also it might be just if, even if that house is already maybe going to be listed with another agent that that new build rep knows, you now have got advanced information about inventory that's coming for sale. Think out of the box. You can do this with retirement communities. You can do this with all different sources. Again, past podcasts and coaching and premier coaching. Julie's glaring at me because she doesn't no, want to No, no, be- that's funny because you, you said that sort of bonus point. We always come up with bonus points. As you were talking, I'm glad that you mentioned that. The other surprisingly good resource, when somebody's really drilled down on a very specific building or a neighborhood, call the president of the HOA yep. because they know everything about everyone. They know who is relocating. Who, they know who has a second home. They know who has a rental property. They know who's behind on their property taxes. They know the whole thing. We've done, we, guys, we've done so much training on this on this podcast. But like, you know, Julie's mentioning the HOA. She and I can go back and forth and share ideas with you guys for like hours. <laughs> yeah. But here's another one. If there are a lot of you guys are selling in areas where there's a lot of VRBOs. How many of those VRBOs, if they knew what the price of the owners knew what the price of the value of the home would uh, was, would be happily happily sell the property. Sometimes the VRBOs are managed by not by owners, by by management companies. Do some digging. You can actually direct contact. Um, the owners of the VRBOs through VRBO or HomeAway, and you can then ask them if they thought about selling the house. You They're, can even tell how often it's rented. Yeah, exactly. Or not you, rented. You can go into the history and find out if that you know great deal down in Amelia Island in Florida that they bought as a rental during COVID was, has actually worked out, and you can see that it's only rented for three days. So you know of the last year, and they've lost all kinds of money. So you can be sure, rest a hundred percent positive that they will be very interested and a perspective sale. So open your mind. All right. So thank you for that. The bonus point, another bonus point, (laughs) official point number six. And we did one of our most popular podcast series ever was about door knocking of all things. Okay. Which surprised me. It's kind of old school, but it's very effective and it's particularly effective in a low inventory market. So door knock the neighborhoods where your buyers are focusing. Leave behind a simple wanted flyer describing your buyers and their needs. Wanted your home for <clears throat> excuse me, wanted your home for my pre-approved, highly motivated buyer clients who are looking only in the 12 trees subdivision and need at least three bedrooms. Flexible closing date. So you're either going to talk to somebody at the door or you're going to leave behind that wanted card. Now I'll tell you one of the things that I have been I don't know whether I'd say surprised, but I guess uh, I caution you guys for your most motivated. And, you know, in today's market where we have an affordability thing going, prices are high, rates aren't what everybody wants. The buyers who are really motivated and serious, they're so motivated that sometimes they door knock the neighborhood they want by themselves. For sure. Well, how many of the buyers you're working with actually have homes to sell? How many of you are working with buyers, but you haven't actually pre-qualified them or asked enough questions to know that they're actually sellers that won't be able to buy until they have their home for sale? How many of you are working with buyers that actually might be interested in buying the house that another one of your buyers has to sell? You guys thinking outside of the box here? Be the matchmaker. This market is about being professional, knowing what questions to ask, following a system. Every single time when you're working and you're following our premier coaching system, when you're working with buyers, you're going to go through the same system. When you're working with sellers, you're going to go through the same system. Nothing is done by chance. Everything and everyone has the exact same experience. That's called running a real business. 
And then you start getting more consistent results. It allows you to progress mentally, emotionally, and financially a billion times faster when you're following a proven system. That's very well put. And I have to confess something that I, you know, agents that don't follow these types of creative inventory inventory searches, I really, honestly, I think that they're kind of contributing to the low inventory problem because most of you are sitting on sellers who would sell if you could just find them something. How many times have you heard that? Even in the past, I mean, it's becoming three to five years of this very stymied inventory. And it's not changing anytime soon. We're, we're very very inching up just a little bit, not, not enough. And in fact, uh, on our predictions, um, podcast, we're going to quote, um, the NAR economist, Lawrence Yoon, who said, he said recently that we could double inventory overnight and we still would not be in a balanced market. It's going to take at least a decade and what's going to have to happen business. The demand is just going to increase. That's true. We're just on the, we're just on the very leading edge of the massive amount of uh, demand that there's going to be entering the market. And yes, millennials, I'm talking to you, right? So here's the thing. Until the baby boomers start letting go of their resale homes, until the uh, new construction really starts to dial up, you're not going to see a turnaround in the inventory. We're going to be in an in- what basically is a seller's market for conceivably at least the next 10 years. That means there's going to be appreciation inflation on real estate for in a meaningful way for yes. at least the next 10 years. Well, let me give you a quick example of how this can go, right? You guys are always frustrated. There's not enough in the MLS. We look in our our favorite rental areas and there's like three listings available and two of them are in contract. That's been pretty typical. So where we live in Puerto Rico, there is no MLS. So how do transactions happen? It's almost 100% this type of thing where it's relationship oriented. Who do you know who knows somebody who is selling? Who do you know who's relocating in? Who do, what's going on with the new construction is a big thing. And probably two or three times a month, you don't see this because I throw them out at the mailbox, but um, two or three times a month, I will get a card, not from a realtor, from a buyer saying, I only want these neighborhoods. I'm sending cards out to everybody on these three streets. You know, if you're even thinking about selling, would you please just call me or email me? Yeah, that's the new reality. And, you know, again, we're just at the very, 10 years at least. So don't, if you're waiting and thinking that somehow rates are going to drop again, all of a sudden there's going to be- prices are going to drop. It's not going to happen. This is the, what you've experienced is a, just, we're just leaving the starting gates of what the market's going to be like, but that's okay. Because what it's going to result in is because you have developed the skill set and the mindset necessary for this market, and frankly, your competition largely has not, you will have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. This is your market because it's hard for everybody. Yes. This is your market because it's the worst real estate market in the last 40 years. So if you want to know what, the, what it feels like to be in the right place at the right time, it's how you feel right now. So take the next action and obviously become a premier coaching client. In the meantime, guys, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And also remember to give us a five-star review on iTunes and leave a comment as to why you love the podcast. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.